0: Hey friends, welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. If you're on a daily walk, drive to work, or school, or simply just making dinner. I pray these conversations bring glory to God, but ultimately draw you closer to Him. I decree that your relationship with Jesus will flourish and faithful for you will be the evidence of that. Alrighty friends, I'm so excited for today because we're going to get the word out. And we're going to talk about the Bible, talk about the word of God in depth today. I love, love, love uh, where I'm reading right now. And the Lord is just speaking to me and speaking to me to talk to you guys about some things. And so I thought I'd just share what's on my heart right now. What's currently God's teaching me and talking to me, you know, closer to the last days, closer to the different things that God's trying to teach me. And um, yeah, so let's get on to it. So I'm going to be reading in... second Thessalonians so I'm in second Thessalonians right now and let me tell you what it's incredible it talks a lot about the end times in second Thessalonians talk about the Antichrist talk about different things the the great falling away um and talks about that and I truly believe that we are I mean we don't necessarily know the time or the hour obviously when Jesus is going to come back or when the end days are going to come But we know that it's soon. We know that it's coming sooner than we think it is. Coming soon. And soon is obviously God's soon is not our soon. Our soon is not God's soon. So it's just, it's, you know, kind of up in the air. But we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared. It reminds me of the story um, of the brides, and the groom, and Matthew, and how they had to be prepared. They weren't prepared. They didn't have enough oil to sustain them. They weren't prepared for the times that they needed to, for the the time. They weren't prepared for the times, and so I pray that we would be prepared in this season, that we would not let the enemy deceive and distract us. So today, I'm talking about the deception of the enemy, and just the distractions that are strategic in this season, and it may be that we may have to shut some things off, that we may have to turn off some some things in the social media of this world to be able to lean into the Holy Spirit and lean into the Word of God to actually see what is the the, the say of the Lord over you in this season. Because we can't hear it because we're so distracted, and workers, we're so um, just we're distracted and we're so we're just deceived by the enemy. And the deception of the enemy is such; it's so strong right now in the church. It's <laughs> not necessarily just in the non-believers. Because obviously they're non-believers and they don't believe in God. But it's in the church. Like it's literally in the church. And it was so cool. It was so evident to me in Second Thessalonians 2. So let's go ahead and like I'm going to read a little bit of it. So I'm going to start in verse 3. I'm going to read in verse 3. Just, for, just read in verse 3. And then we're going to talk about it. And then I have more notes in my notes um, on my page over here. But let's read it. So, 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. (laughs) All the numbers. I can't. It says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sins revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that who is called God or that is worshipped. So, he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is talking about the Antichrist. There's a falling away that's coming First. And then the man of sin is revealed. Man of sin meaning the antichrist is revealed. So the falling away comes first. So falling away—that really intrigued me. I was like, "What do you mean falling away? Like people falling away from God? People, you know, falling away from a faith?" Or so I, the cool thing ever is that my Bible had a little like commentary thing about what falling away meant. And let me kind of read it to you. It's really, it really is incredible. It says. The meaning here is a falling away from the faith. The word is used twice in the New Testament. The nation of Israel fell into repeated backsliding. The prophet Jeremiah predicted the judgment of God upon such disloyalty. Your own wickedness will correct you and your backsliding will rebuke you. And In the New Testament, um, apostasy is generally defined as the determined willful rejection of Christ's teaching by a Christian believer. Whoa, this is different from the false belief or error that is a result of ignorance. The day of the Christ will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man is been revealed the son of Perdition. Some teaching that fall away is impossible for, some, some teach that falling away is impossible for those persons who have fully accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So some people believe that, like I saying right here, some people believe that if you're fully, if you're saved, you can't fall away. I truly don't believe that. I think if you've been saved, there is opportunity that the enemy can take you, and the opportunity that the enemy can deceive you and to make you fall away, like it's talking about right here. This is the Christian believers. The talk the following way it's talking about here is talking about the Christian believers. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I said, Well, wait a minute. And it gave the example of the Israelites and their then con- their consistent backsliding. Do you notice yourself in the season consistently backsliding, consistently going back to old habits and old things? That's not on purpose. The enemy is trying to to grab you at the things that you used to struggle with and then try to get you to backslide and try to get you to fall away from God and try to get you to not trust God. Um, and oh, that makes me so mad because it's like, he's, he's, it's it's strategic, y'all. It is no coincidence and we have to be just as aware right now as we have been before. It, it is not a coincidence that we, but that all this social media is happening and all these things, the agenda that is pushing on TikTok and on Snapchat and on Instagram and all these different things. There is no there's, there's no, like, there's it's an agenda. It's not, it's not by coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. And I believe that, and most often when people are clapping and, and clapping their hands and things in the world, it's most often things that are carnal and things that are not, things that we need to be focusing on, things that we need to be praising. Um, because the, the in reality, the world isn't going to be praising God. It isn't. And it's not, not really going to be praising God. It's not really going to be, it's to be like, oh, go God, you know it's not because the world is the con it says in it says in romans twelve one through 2 we are to be conformed we're not we're not supposed to be conformed to this world but we transformed by the renewal of our mind we are not supposed to be conformed to this world because this is not our home <laughs> this isn't our home okay i'm gonna get off that tangent for a second and go to 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 11. And I'm going to read that really quick to you. I actually wrote it down in my notes. It says, And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Okay? So, in the time of the Antichrist, there will become upon a strong delusion upon people. Okay? Is it, is it evident that there's a strong delusion in our world today? I believe so. (laughs) We are under a strong delusion. No wonder that whenever we start talking about Jesus, people shut off. They shut off. They say no immediately. That's why it's really hard to evangelize nowadays because people are so shut off to the gospel that like as soon as you, as soon as you like talk about Jesus, as soon as you bring up the name of Jesus, because there's power in that name. There just is in the name of Jesus that demons flee. There's power in that name. So, as soon as you said the name of Jesus, people are like, nope, nope, don't believe in that. Nope, that's not, that's not what I believe in. Let's, don't talk about that. Like, do you notice? But then when they talk about a Hindu religion, they're like, oh, you know, whatever you believe, you know, so cool. I would totally listen to that. No. <laughs> but whenever there's a name of Jesus spoken around, is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Because it's a strong delusion upon people. And the enemy is trying to capture the children of God into that strong delusion because, like it says, they had pleasure in unrighteousness and they didn't believe the truth. Their unbelief. Woo! ooh. How is any of us struggling with unbelief? Is any of us struggling with unbelief? I've struggled with unbelief before. It's common. It's common. Like it says in the Bible, or I... Lord, help me with my unbelief. <laughs> it literally says it in the Bible. Help me with my unbelief. The best thing that we can do if we are struggling with unbelief is to fast. Okay? Um, so, I'm going to go to Matthew 17. And just hang on with me real quick, okay? So, um, I've never seen this before until I heard somebody preach about it. And I was like, my eyes were opened. Okay. So... I'm going to Matthew, you hear my pages flipping, that's what I'm doing, but, um, fasting, it is not, okay, let's just a little, let's do, while I'm flipping over to Matthew, let's do a little, what fasting is and what fasting isn't, fasting is not for God, it's for you, fasting is to deny your flesh, it is to get rid of your flesh issues, your carnality, um, it, it, reduces your you know it ignites your spirit man But then it you know reduces your your flesh it helps you to um be more like christ because you're denying the flesh and like it says in the bible you're denying the flesh and you're um receiving the the spirit and i think a lot of us need to be practicing fasting more okay we are almost here one page away okay so, you remember in the Bible, in Matthew 17, um, 14 through 20, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm just going to read specific verses, but Matthew seventeen fourteen through 20, it talks about um, whenever the disciples couldn't cast out this one type of demon, or this one demon, they couldn't cast it out of this boy, and Jesus cast it out and said, um, you know, they asked Jesus, why couldn't I rebuke this demon out? And then Jesus said to them in verse 20, it says, because of your unbelief, For surely I say to you, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be possible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So we've all heard this, okay? We've heard that, however, this kind does not go out by prayer and fasting. We often think that that, you know, that verse pertains to the type of demon, but in our reality, it actually does not. It actually pertains to the unbelief that the disciples had that they couldn't cast out that type of demon boom like i was like what that's so like that makes so much more sense how do we get rid of our unbelief we fast we fast our flesh because our we we want faith like a mustard seed but then our belief is like this we have faith faith and belief are so intertwined and then we have to fast we have to fast to be able to to grow our belief to grow our things like i want to not so fasting helps you not just believe God and know that you know believe, I believe that He does miracles. It's it you when you fast and when you truly surrender to God and truly receive the fullness of God. I tell you what, you will not just believe that he does miracles but you will know that god does miracles you will know that he is who he says he is you know will know that he is just as consistent and just as ever present as he was in the word of god as he is today it just makes you way more aware of god because you're taking things away of this world and you're focusing on god and i know a lot of these there's like a we've modernized modernized modern modern Modernized, I I think that's a word. I don't know if that's not. Oh well, you know what I'm getting you know what I'm getting at. But we've we've made fasting such an easy thing. And no no hate to those that just fast social media, no hate to that. You can fast social media, it's cool with you, it's cool with me. But no hate to that. But I feel like there's something different about fasting food. Something different about fasting food and fasting a meal. My dog has decided to be barking if you can hear them in the background, but there's no, there's something different about fasting food. I love me some food. i gonna tell you what, I could eat. I can eat. You know, I'm a, I'm a very like a, a meat eater. I'm definitely not vegan. Tell you what, I'm definitely not vegan. Um, but I do love meat. I like to eat. Um, when I'm fasting, I'm fasting food because I can take that time. It's, it's helpful because I have time that I eat, you know, I have my lunch break or I have my breakfast time and I have my time that I eat. And instead of taking that time to indulge and to um, find pleasure in eating, I will, in turn, take that time and spend time in the Word and spend time in prayer. I heard somebody to say this. I think yesterday in my lives, uh, my Tuesday lives, my friend Cam actually said this. He said, "If you're, if you're not eating, if you're trying to fast, and you're not eating, and you're not replacing the food with the Word of God and the bread of the uh, bread of the Word, then." you're just dieting you're not fasting (laughs) isn't that true like you're just dieting like what you're not really doing anything so it's it's something you have to you have to like take make sure that if i'm not if i'm not eating i'm gonna be doing this. If I'm not doing this, I'm going to be doing this. If I'm not indulging in this, I'll be doing this. So it's like what you have might find pleasure in indulging in. Like, you know, I find I love eating. <laughs> I could indulge. I could overeat. I can be a little gluttonous <laughs> sometimes. And so God will take me to a point where I will, you know, dinner's my favorite meal of the day. It just is. I love me some dinner. Okay. So I will sometimes skip dinner and get in my prayer closet and pray because it's, I have to let go and let God, and I have to kill that flesh, because I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to be, I want to have these fruits of the Spirit that, you know, are obviously that you have to work towards. You have to work towards these fruits of the Spirit. You have to work on your spirit, ma'am, but it takes away dying to your flesh daily. Um, Let me see what else I wrote down about that. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I was going to go to a different verse, too. Um, it's it's just, it makes you, like, you know, fasting isn't for God. It's for you. Because I know people are like, oh, I'm going to fast for God to move for me to get a job. Okay. But maybe you need to work and be good at your steward in what you have right now. The job that you have right now, maybe you can, you can get a promotion. Or you can maybe learn a new trade and get a better job so it's it's just like I have a hard time with that that may be just me but I have a hard time with that it it's it's what your attention is my if my attention is to I'm going to die to myself and I need to I need to be in this word more and that then that's what this 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 fast thing's talking about so I'm going to be going up at second Corinthians 10 and let me tell you what, I love Second Corinthians 10, it's probably one of my favorite chapters of the Bible, but I had not read it in my new Bible, and when I read it in my new Bible, I knew I had it included into this podcast, because it went right with it, but it's talking about strongholds, okay, so I've been ranting this whole podcast episode, but I've been reading about, little did I know, I've been about strongholds, our world is going dealing with a stronghold, our generation, Gen Z, Gen Z, it's dealing with a stronghold. Stronghold. Let me tell, let me give you a definition. Okay, over here in my Bible it has a definition of stronghold. Let me read it. Okay, you ready? Every prideful idea that emerged and stood in opposition to the true knowledge of God should be viewed as if it was a fortress and warfare needed to be destroyed. Unfortunately, in the ever-present battle for the minds of believers, strongholds are often not easily to spot or diminish. Thus, Christians must ever be on the lookout for subtle footholds that the devil uses as basis of operations towards constructing spiritual strongholds so strongholds start is in your mind it is a fortress in your mind it is a mentality that's a fortress in your mind that is um that is constructed by Foothold that the enemy has. Doors that the enemy's opened that you—he's got his ankle, in, and then he gets his whole foot in, and then he gets his leg in, his knee in, his full leg in, he gets both legs in, and he's. By the time you're done, he has his whole body in there, and he is actively working in you. That's a stronghold, but the it's subtle. It's something that's subtle. It's subtle mindset shifts that you have, and then it's a stronghold. when before you know it, and then so let me read. I love me some second Corinthians. Okay. Let me read second Corinthians 10, um, three through like six. Okay. Cause this is one of my favorite places in the Bible to read. Okay. It makes me, it, it brings me so much joy. Cause like, it's like so straightforward. Okay. <laughs> you ready? It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So the weapons of our warfare, we've heard this before, is not carnal. It is mighty in God for putting pulling down strongholds. The weapons of our warfare is not flesh and blood it is spiritual. It is spiritual. It is things that are in our mind in our spirit. It is things that are attacking our spirit man, attacking our minds, attacking what we think, our thought patterns and our, our mentalities towards things. It's, it's attacking our, our minds. It's, it's what, in what we see, it's what, in what we hear, it's in our senses. And I think, um, often we, we often think that these things in the enemy, the things that we're fighting is physically in front of us, but it's all in the spirit realm that we don't even realize um and then taking every thought captive how we pull these strongholds down and how we pull these this mentality down is taking every thought into captivity into obedience of christ taking every thought into submission to god that i may have a thought but that doesn't have to control my actions so my thought that oh you know my thought oh I should I should lie about this because I probably I did I did that wrong or I I messed up in this thing I probably should lie and cover myself up nope I'm gonna put the thought in submission to God and say I want to take ownership of my actions and I'm gonna be a good steward of of the job that God's given me even if I mess up that I will still be responsible and be a good steward of the job that God's given me So it's taking every thought captive into submission under God's feet, into the submission to God and his word and what this word says about this and what his word and what his say is about certain things. My um, Bible had a commentary about pulling down of strongholds. And it says strongholds are first established in the mind. That's why we are to take every thought captive. Behind a stronghold is also a lie, a place of personal bondage where God's word had been subjugated to any unscriptural ideal or personally confused belief that is held to be true so it starts as a lie it's a little lie in the back of your head like in the garden in the garden of eden where, when when god was like did god really say that did god really say that did you know did he really say that you couldn't do that and you, you see subtle like voices and these lies that the enemy try to come at you with but then it's because then as a lie it's a fear after that so ev- behind every lie is a fear And behind every fear is an idol. Look how that progresses really quickly. It's like a snowball effect. And this is the best definition I've ever heard of idol before in my Bible. And it says, Idols are established wherever there exists a failure to trust in the provisions of God that are ours through Christ Jesus. Some weapons that, that pull down these strongholds are God's word, the blood of the cross, and the name of Jesus. So we have to know god's word we have to know the uh, the um the way of the cross and the blood of the cross and what that means for you and for me the authority that comes with that blood of jesus that died for us and then also the name of jesus the powerful name of jesus that that demons flee from and and things that people are people healed in the name of jesus so yeah strongholds we are dealing with a stronghold and it's not even just like just like a couple people, it is our whole generation. It is our whole generation, and I am tired of the enemy trying to take away our generation. He's literally trying to take you out. He's trying to take you out. He his goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. It's the same goal as it always been. He is so predictable. The enemy is so predictable. <laughs> he's been killing, stealing, and destroying forever, and he's 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 literally going to just, what he does, he can't create anything. The enemy cannot create anything. The devil cannot create anything. So what he does is he distorts what God's created. That's why a lot of things, um, in the Bible, in the world nowadays. So people have, you know, they, with homosexuality, God has made it for it to be man and woman. And that's, that's what he made. That's what he, that's what he blesses. That's what he's defined as a marriage is man and woman. But the enemy has distorted that to be man and man and woman and woman and distorted that view and that stronghold that that viewpoint is okay. And it's not. And it's not what God blesses. I can't argue with God. Sin is still sin. I'm still a daughter. You're still a son. And we can't argue with God. And I think a lot of us, we we think of ourselves as higher than we are. We think of ourselves at a different level than God when our reality, we are here and God is all the way up there. He's at a totally different level than us. And who are we to say we are so prideful enough to say that we are at the same level as God and we can say what we, what, what is the end of the day? What we can say is sin, what is not a sin. I can't say that and neither can you. So we have to humble ourselves before God. And that that is what fasting comes in. It humbles you to a point where you can't, when you realize that you cannot do nothing without God, when you are nothing without God, that is a humbleness that comes from God and a humbleness that comes from the the fasting and praying. And I think comes with spending time with God, just seeing how high, how exalted and how wonderful God is and his stance compared to ours is such a wonderful thing to to, just just inhabit and just to see. But yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop talking, but I love you guys and I hope this is something that really helped you guys and it's something that was so much fun to listen and talk about because I had so much fun just talking to God about it and just studying about this because it's so, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about what God's teaching me and what God's sharing to our generation and so passionate about not letting this generation not know God. This will not be the generation that doesn't know God and if I have anything else, if I have anything to do with it alrighty, I love you guys, I hope that this is, um, this is something that you really like, I'd love if you could give a five-star review on Apple or Spotify podcast. um, also have a YouTube channel, YouTube channel, so if you wanted to watch the podcast episode, you can go on YouTube, and the link in the, in the description, and you can find the YouTube, um, channel as well, so I hope you had an amazing day, and I'll see y'all next week for the podcast, um, uh, and yeah, also have a podcast Instagram in the, po- in the show notes below, um, Trying to think of anything else I can plug my in, my own Instagram, Living in Victory. Okay, that's it. Alright, bye, friends.